0: Has the heater ever been this powerful? <laughs>
1: like, it's been on for like 15 minutes. It's very
0: loud. I'll edit out the noise the best I can so the the listeners probably won't hear it. But right now it's like. And also, it's so hot. It's blowing right into my face and I'm dying.
1: It doesn't help that you wearing your, uh, it's coming your uh grizzly bear sweater.
0: It's a very nice sweater. And it's so cozy and warm.
1: But now I'm hot. I was going to wear my big
0: socks, but I didn't. Yeah, well, yeah. Good move. But here's the issue, Spencer. It's a big one. Besides the he- the heater? No, it's directly related, okay. to, directly correlated to the heater. Before you came over, for like 20 minutes, I was sitting down here writing and doing stuff, and that heater never kicked on one goddamn time. I was fine. I was comfortable. As soon as you come down, so... My it, fault? Yeah, so, listeners, if there is some kind of ambient whirring, whirring... whirring? W H I R R I N G. Whirring. Mm. It's a word I use in my writing, I believe. Not whirling. That's different. Whirring like a whirring sound. Whoosh. We'll say whoosh. whoosh. That's a better That's Roaring? Wh- roaring sound? No, roaring's a different word. Whirring and roaring are different. Here is what I'm going to say. Whoosh, Spencer. Whoosh. You know why? Because that is a 100% word. I know what that means. A whirring is like a vacuum cleaner. Now I got to look it up cuz I'm going to be pissed off if I don't.
1: Maybe I'm. Uh, it doesn't help that the the vent right above the podcast, literally table. Dr- directly above us, and I don't think that
0: second vent over there works. Or <laughs> I don't. It's probably a dead raccoon up there or something. So there's no air that blows out of there furiously. It's, so it all directs <laughs> to this one. All right. Here is the pronunciation of this word. Wurr. Whir. Whir, as in whirring, especially of a machine, of a bird's or a bird's wings. Make a low, continuous, regular sound. I know
1: words. I don't know how how's that spelled? W h i
0: r. Whir. Add another r and ing, and you got whirring. Yeah,
1: motherfucker, I know what I'm doing. Hey!
0: Stop for five minutes. Oh, so hot. (laughs) It is hot. I'm drinking
1: a cider, (laughs) or as you thought, it was piss. Could be. It looks like that's what it looks like. Very very uh, pea-colored. It's definitely not a Skull Crusher thing, the Stone Cold.
0: No, I was I ran out of those, and uh, I got some Blake's Cider Variety Pack, and I'm drinking a peach blackberry, and it's not that good. It's okay, but I like the other one. They have an imperial apple that's
1: to die for. And so It doesn't sound like it would taste good. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, before we go into a 30-minute cold open about heaters and ciders, I have a theory I mentioned off-air. Okay. And I think... It's a very plausible. Now I hear a buzzing.
1: Yeah, there is a buzzing now.
0: That is no, no, no. That's the wine cooler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the heater stops the <laughs> wine cooler <takes laughs> because the heat made the wine cooler <laughs> God hot. God damn it!
1: <laughs> this is like I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the cat to get rid of the mice, the dog to get rid of the cat, <laughs> and the fucking you know. As soon as that cools down, it's gonna make the heater go off again.
0: Oh, this fucking annoyance that never ends. Ah, uh, and you know what's even better. That stupid sound is not going to be in our, you know, noiseless five seconds mm. we have that I use to take out the ambient sound. So there might just be. Hold on, let's be quiet. There, I'll use yeah. that to take out the ambient sound. Uh anyway, I have a theory, and I think there's some possibility this is true. All right. So when I got my poems ex- uh, accepted. I had them submitted to other magazines as well, which I had to withdraw. Mm-hmm. And I was excited because I got to withdraw something for once. Like, ah, I am too I'm, good for your magazine. Uh, fuck you guys before you fuck me. Ha huh? ha. Oh, fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck <laughs> you. I fucked on your grave. Uh, One of those publications, and hopefully they don't listen to the podcast, I think it is of American Poetry Review. Okay. And I would like to get in there. I think that would be a cool, even though I'm not a poet, I think that would be a cool because they pay a dollar a line. I think that would be cool yeah. to yeah. get in there get paid for some, oh, actually then I'd be a published bard who is also paid, paid motherfucker. I have this theory. When I first submitted to him, it was like a month or two that I had that submission in and it never got, it never got in progress. It was mm-hmm. just received. They never looked into it. So yeah, all right. And then I withdrew it. and I was like, okay. Um, and then I happened to have another poem that I liked. And I was like, yeah, I'll submit to the, you know, wherever one I, I was like, oh yeah, I'll submit to that one again since I, I withdraw, Uh withdrawed it. So here's the thing. Okay. I am thinking that if you withdraw something from one of these magazines and they see it that you withdrew it, they're like, hey. Cause I because it tells you like, you know, why you're withdrawing. I said got accepted elsewhere. Mm. And they're like, Oh, that motherfucker.
1: He's well, good, isn't he? We want him. We want it, him now because he's good. Be- it, it it's like that hot chick scenario. Like if you just ignore the the hot chick, like they go <laughs> mad.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> so I since I withdrew it. And then as soon as I submitted it again, I don't even think it was a week before it got in progress. Mm. Like, it was very fast. Like I said, it was like a couple of months previously that they just, and they never did get into progress. So I'm like, hmm, what if I keep doing that? What if I push that? Not even if I get accepted. I was like, what if I pick one journal, like a higher end journal, uh, probably better for fiction, not like the New Yorker. It had to be something that is at least checking the work because I'm I'm assuming this is on I'm assuming Submittable has a category for publishers where it's like, you know. Here's the list of who we rejected. Here's who we accepted. Who's here. Here's a list of who withdrew. So what if like a publisher looks on that list of withdrawn ones and just sees my name 15 times? Mm. It's like, why the, this motherfucker keeps with, submitting? And then he just withdraws. Why? And they look and it's like, accepted, it Except
1: This motherfucker's hot. It, especially too, because it's not like like if you lie, they can tell. Like, you know what I mean? No, not, like, they're like not they-
0: going to know. Uh, so that I think would be hilarious. If you just kept doing that, it
1: it, it would be an interesting uh, experiment.
0: It would have to be a free journal. And now if I had the money to do, which I guess I do, but it's a waste of money, you know, pay the $3 submission mm-hmm. fee and, and then, then withdraw. withdraw. Yeah. But if, what if you did that to like, I'm trying to think of a, see like things like the New York and the Atlantic, they're so hard to get into that. They're just free. Yeah. Like they don't, you don't have to pay anything, but they like never check their uh, slush pile. But if you had like a high, okay. Like the new England review, that's a higher end journal, but I believe they're fee is like three bucks five bucks or something so what if somebody just kept submitting and even maybe they waited till it went into progress every time and then just withdrew mm. and just like kept saying god published it a better Not yeah. you want to say better yeah, but, but a- another yeah another publication up oh, got published elsewhere and they're just like we gotta get on this motherfucker mm. quick he is ho-. that's what i'm hoping what happened with the american poetry review is they saw that i withdrew and it was accepted elsewhere. like oh we're getting this next mm. one or they just want to reject me faster but that's fine too yeah at least they're getting to me I've also had a couple interesting rejections. I forgot if I sent you the one, but the guy was really nice. It was, uh, I think it's, I should look it up. I don't want to butcher it because it's a cool publication. It's a horror publication. I had a story about, I think, I don't remember if I let you read it a long time ago or not, but it was about like a guy who's exploring a well on his property. And it's like,
1: I don't know if I, oh, is that the one where it's like a, um, it's written like found footage or something? Yeah. it's,
0: It's written as like a police deposition. Or a police report, and then they're explaining the footage in mm-hmm. the stuff yeah. in the audio they found they were able to retrieve. So it's like a very inner, because I submitted that one to a podcast as well, because I don't really know what to do with it. I submitted that one to the Chamber Magazine, and he sent me back a thing. He didn't want it, but he sent me like a thing about how it was a really interesting story. The way it's written, I should turn it into a script and like mm-hmm. send it to you know try to either do like a screenplay and get it published that way or send it for uh try to get a movie made out of it or something so i was like that kind of made me feel good it was like at least it's interesting yeah he didn't just give me the generic not a right fit for us so uh that's that's pretty cool but um i don't i don't know like i said I don't, I don't, if it doesn't get into the podcast i don't know where i'm going to place that one cuz i let a couple of people read it and they liked it they said it was like really interesting they're kind of hooked by it, the way it goes but again the writing style mm-hmm. i think that's just a little... That's not what most magazines take, you know? And, and
1: it's not that long, right? 3,500,
0: maybe, max. It can't be more than 3,500 words. Yeah, but that that's about it. Um, Since this episode is going to be about writing, we don't really have to go into that in the cold open. Is there anything else, Spencer? Um, I don't believe so. All right. Well, no new business. Or no old business, rather. Yeah. No old business, so we'll get into the new business after the space music. Uh, and Caleb's gonna melt a little bit from the fucking heater. Welcome to the Drunken Ben Ratine podcast. (laughs) I am your host. It's my name. Uh, what's my name? What's your, what's your Say name? Say my name, name, bitch. My name is Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Maui Muff Muncher Church. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I was trying to come up with a noun for what you'd be munching, and I wanted it to be harmless. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't
1: think of anything.
0: Well, like, it is. It's muffins. <laughs> muffins. Muffin muncher would have worked a little better, but we shortened it now. Muff. Muff. I found a new a new slang that the kids are using on the Instagram now. Riz. Oh, what's that? Uh, say you're talking to a girl and you get rejected. They'd say, you have no riz. I had to investigate because I'm old. Initially, by context, I was like, that means you have no game. Yeah. So pretty much, but it's short for charisma. Riz. Yeah. Stupid kids, just make the word the normal word. Why are you doing this?
1: And like, that's a weird abbreviation
0: to make. Yeah, but at least the letters are kind of in there. I don't understand where the no cap comes from, though. I never understood why is it no cap. Yeah. Why is that lie? No lie. I don't understand the cap. Where did that come from? What is the purpose of that? Uh, what could what could the origin of that been? Where it's like, oh, you took your hat off because you're not li-. like I don't know. What does that mean, Spencer? I
1: have no idea, sir. Maybe when you lie, you're going off the top of your head. That's the only thing I can think of. you know i what somebody probably just said it, and then somebody else was like, "Wait, what's that what why'd you say that?" and then it just it just spread because people are dumb. You are not capitalizing on your house of lies yeah. I don't know
0: uh so you want to discuss something today i said no i don't want to do it i, I just want to have a clean episode and you're like no i forced you we're talking about my only
1: fans and that is dead. that damn it and i was like oh god i need to get those numbers up I gotta boost them i'm trying to stop having them to work no i think you mentioned something about
0: what can we shorten the word brainstorm to it's good like the kids do I, um Bra- Brains—that's a slang for something else. Give <laughs> yeah, brain. right. Getting some brain there. Um, we're storming it. Yeah, maybe we're storming Norman here. We're uh racking our minds, trying to come up with something. I don't fucking know. What are we doing?
1: Oh, Spencer, you're killing me.
0: So you need to help with the story idea,
1: or do you just already have the idea and need more? Well, I have. Um, I kind of have a gem of an idea. But then also, too, I figured, depending on how long that took, we both have, like, bigger things that we're currently working on. Right. But also things, also trying to get more into the submissions, and a lot of it has been, like, just old stuff we've had and not writing anything new. Can I
0: interrupt you very quickly, because that was exactly what my original cold open was that I forgot. Okay. I had a cold open this morning before you even came over. okay. And I completely forgot, but that reminds me. I think it's very important... That, as a writer, and this could go with any creative endeavor, if you're an artist, photographer, whatever, have an A project and a B project mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. All, like You don't always have to have concurrent projects like that are going together, but I think it's a really good idea. Because I noticed that because I have a short story I'm working on as well as my novel. My novel this week has been going excellent. I've been writing a shit ton, but then I got burnt out today and I couldn't think of anything. I just like didn't feel like writing it. But then I had that short story, and I was like, ooh, I actually do feel like writing that, and yeah. I got way into that. Mm-hmm. So having a backup project, at least one, I think is a good idea, especially if your A project's more of a long-term project, such as a novel or a novella, and you know your B project is just like a short story, flash fiction, uh, but go on.
1: Uh, but so, like as I was saying, depending on how long you know we take with mine, I didn't know if you had anything... In you know, in the kiln that you know that you wanted to try to, you know, mole over or, or one anything. major idea,
0: Spencer. Okay. Follow my follow me here. All right. Nick Cage. Alright. I like it already. Old Pantyhose. I greenlit it. The Babysitters Club. Ooh.
1: What can we do with that?
0: Come on, think think we're we're old Cokeheads in the eighties. Think.
1: <laughs> think. Uh, hold on. <laughs>
0: We need one of the gremlins to be electric. We need one that's a gremlin that goes into electronics and fucks everything up. We need Hulk Hogan. That's how Gremlins 2 was made, by the way. So, we'll start with you because I don't really have... I don't need help, Spencer. Okay. Really. I mean, I already... Because we kind of brainstormed, I think, my story that last week or something or other. But uh, I I got a hold on that. I don't have anything else I'm working on that I need help with. But I know you wanted to do some submissions, but you need... uh, a little bit of a spark here. Yes.
1: So, my initial idea is, with all of this hubbub going on with AI art, and also because I don't know if you also know, apparently there's some newer AI writing. Yeah, program. I think that was out before the art. Yeah, but I but I, like it's been like for uh, for some reason it's getting like a resurgence now. Well, or it's, something. Get, it's getting better, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that had me think of like. See, like I have like kind of two different, two different sides of the story that I don't know which one, or maybe I just write them both separate. But like somehow the the publisher, a publisher has this, you know, AI system or whatever, and they use it to, you know, write this great awesome novel or you know a couple books or whatever. But they need, they can't, they can't just come out and say it's this AI. So they need like a, they need a face. So they figure they get some like bum hack writer or you know some you know wannabe guy and he can be the the face of this one, one i thought like i could either do like the kind of more typical horror story where how somehow this ai comes alive or some or like tries to hatch a revenge against like becomes sentient, sentient and either the publisher and you know reeks have on these guys or go more of kind of like the uh literature kind of route and like how people giving them like shit and it's like and try to play that uh like that uh how similar it would be just to like people it's like this thing didn't ask to be created and to come up with this art it's just doing what it's told and like then you know use it as kind of like uh as kind of like a mirror to as, uh, to play off, like, humanity, too, like, you know what I mean? It just, like, it's just would be a different, you get like, an AI kind of stories of, like, well, when's it an actual, you know, person or thing? When's his life valuable? Yeah, and, like, in, they like I said, the, this is where, like, the more of the the storming comes in of, uh, how deep to kind of dive into that or eat. Well, the first one is a little too cliche because
0: that's basically, like, Terminator and uh, all kinds of movies, like the revenge plot. Yeah. But just, it sounds fun though it's it'd be fun to write, but I think it's been done too often that one yeah that's that's a little bit of a better way to go. Try to think how you'd uh you'd have to develop the themes first and who you want the reader to sympathize with so is it the AI or are we supposed to feel bad for the AI yeah. so you'd have to write it in such a way where I think honestly you'd have to write it in a way where the reader feels bad for the like they understand the humans and the AI side. Make it a moral conundrum mm, yeah. that they can't choose between, because once an AI real is you know becomes self-aware and has consciousness, why isn't it a living thing anymore? Even though it's not a physical body, mm-hmm. that's been always like that's the classic sci-fi. You know, if you have an artificial thing, but it, it thinks it's alive now and it could think on its own, how's that different than us? We're just mm. in a meat body. Yeah, that's always a fun topic. That would be one you'd uh, probably have to research some like, different books and stuff just to see what's already been done so you don't steer into that direction.
1: Well, that's what I was wondering, too. I was like, should I, like, deep dive into, like, a lot of that kind of stuff or should I just kind of go in blind and not? I think if you go in blind, you might accidentally write a story that's been told.
0: Okay, yeah. Just because this has been, like, such a hot topic for Because this was even before the idea or before the technology was advanced enough where this was a real worry people were still yeah. writing about this. Yeah. Uh you know, old philosophers had these discussions. So that would be definitely something um yeah, you'd have to dip your toes into the water a little bit, find out like you do a search of like top AI sci-fi maybe it'd be a good place to start mm-hmm. or read some philosophy on the matter.
1: I would uh we already know what the number 1 on 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 that list is going to be because it's always the number 1 on a whole bunch of not number 1 but they uh the androids do androids dream of electric sheep yeah cuz we we know we both weren't like huge fans of that but the kind of the stuff that they talk about in that is kind of like you blade know, runner the, the movie handled it better because they yeah. didn't have the focus on the fucking sheep yeah
0: <laughs> to be fair it is in the title of the actual book is the sheep but he goddamn does he go hard into the mm-hmm. fake animals um yeah that's uh that's a good topic i just that'd be one i wouldn't tackle because i don't know how i could
1: yeah, and say because that's another thing. Like, I don't know if I quite have the skill set for that one. That's why, like, I would almost yeah. steer it to like the other one because I feel like I could, even though that it's kind of more of a wore down trope. I feel like I could write it maybe in a way or come up with a I don't know scenario or, or like a wrinkle or something that might set it apart or something. Well, that
0: goes into you know what's easier to write or what's better to write. Yeah, when it comes to the second one. I think that is one of those things, because one thing I've been questioning lately, like with modern writing, and I think it's why I don't like a lot of it, it feels like the author really doesn't have anything to say. Mm. Like, you might read a story and it could be entertaining, but it's like, yeah, they just told you a story, but they anyone could have told you that story, you know? Like, they didn't have anything to actually say. There was no real deep meaning in it. That's a story that if you have something to say, yeah. you can incorporate in that. Uh, and I'd imagine you could touch on a lot of cool topics. It's just, again, that would be one you probably have to storyboard.
1: Oh yeah. That's what
0: I would do. I would go with the storyboard and maybe even like a list style where it's like, here's the emotions I need to touch on and kind of draw lines. Like, how can I get to this point? You know, you really have to graph how you're going to handle some of this stuff because you can also, what a lot of writers, I think fail at they go into two main directions. You have a story like that and all of a sudden this whole world opens up versus just being able to tell one story or one aspect of it. They try to do
1: everything. Well, and well, cause, well that's the thing too because like, if I'm if I'm going to try to submit it somewhere, uh, it, it can be like too long. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
0: That's the problem. Usually it's under 3,500 words or something. Like the max for most places is 5,000 but I found in uh, my recent submissions a lot of places don't want anything over 2,000. Oh, like a lot of the better ones, and I'm like, oh, that's tough, you know, I don't it's
1: like can I just give you
0: a scene? Can I just send you a scene like <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you is if this was something you were gonna start writing, would you be fully like this feels like this would have to be an a story oh like this would, like you'd have to fully put yourself into this to write this to completion or because if you're only going oh, like the idea it's probably not gonna get done, yeah. Like, because I've had because a lot of, of ideas like that where it's like, oh, that's a cool idea. And I start writing like a couple paragraphs.
1: And I'm like, it's never going time. Yeah. What did I oh, I got too deep already. Yeah. Because of the, the, the like you were saying, the work that, that goes into it. Well,
0: that's like where my downfall is. I hate doing a lot of research. That's why I tend just to like write things that I either know about or I just enjoy learning about versus a story where like the story's cool, but I actually don't care about how AI works. Mm-hmm. But now I got to study like.
1: Well, and just cuz like the thing that just got me cuz like made that that like, kind of popped in my head is just because like I said it's been a it's been a popular thing recently and that could maybe be like I feel like that would be something that you could like submit to like a, maybe like a more like a like a more literature like kind of place but you could also kind of have that genre of yeah. fun with it as well And just not have to be about, like, old-timey, like, 1920s people (laughs) living in a mansion, murdering each other.
0: We need to uh, think of a way we can make this this story original then. Because it's hard to do it without the, you know, the common tropes. And like I said, Blade Runner did it so well, it's hard to get into, like, the AI stuff. Maybe if you steer, you know, kind of combine it, how you had the first ones, like a revenge plot and stuff, maybe get rid of the revenge aspect. Or you could do the revenge aspect, but don't think violent revenge. Yeah. So you have an AI who creates art or writing or whatever. Maybe it becomes... People are dis- going to dismiss AI art and AI writing for one reason, and rightfully so, because there could be no emotion in it, because all it's doing is cobbling together every imp- bit of information that's already there mm-hmm. and creating from that. So you can have people, you know, not take, even if it's beautiful art or whatever, not take this AI seriously, but then it, it, you know, becomes sentient. Yeah. Once it gets uh, consciousness, it becomes self-aware, and now people want to dismiss its art, but oh shit, even though it still doesn't have emotion because it's an AI, it understands things and can have creative originality to its work, which AI cannot yeah. do now.
1: Well, like When I was first picturing it, like... Uh, Even like with the like the like the revenge thing, I wasn't ever thinking about like it having a body. Yeah, like I was thinking the program. Yeah, more like a you know, yeah, more like a program or like you know. Can I make a suggestion that might be a unique take?
0: We're thinking of the revenge from the AI's perspective, right? Yeah, I think that's wrong, and that's the trope that's been used a million times. And what if we do it this way? You have an artist who's not very good creates AI art using a program that he's developed himself becomes very popular. People don't know it's AI art, right? Yeah. And then he starts to, you know, as he, the AI art keeps building and building this work, gets better and better. He starts to, um, you know, I don't want to say, I guess hate over time, but, he starts to resent the AI because even though he's real popular and they think he's creating, he knows deep down he's not the actual yeah, artist. Yeah, he's not the one doing it. Uh, so, and he has to live this facade and he feels like, you know, a piece of shit. He's lying to everyone. He's getting this praise that's undeserved. And then what if the AI, because it keeps building and building, finally does get the sentient consciousness and it realizes, hey, I'm the one creating this, buddy, not you. Yeah. I should be the famous one. I'm the one who should be on you know, the cover of Newsweek or Time magazine or whatever. So now he's he's got to either, you know, find, you know, kill the program or something uh because if he does it it's going to be exposed that he's a fraud. Mm-hmm. But at the same time if he kills the program his it's, career's over and he it,
1: can't create art. Well, and not only is he killing his career but then it like we've been saying it's sentient is it also murder? Could
0: it be murder? That would be another greater But then that's also where we get to the point where it's like, now are we going too many directions? Yeah. Because that's a cool story, but then that's another story. Because once you add in, oh, is it like, you know, because that's another topic, it's like, well, does it count as life? If you go down that route, now you're not telling the exact same story. Mm. Like You're going to the cop drama, yeah. time cop type of stuff, or <laughs> who knows. But, but I think that would be a cool direction, is you have an artist who's not actually an artist, he uses the AI art, uh, and I just use that because that's what I use for my website, but I don't claim that I created right. it by any means. Uh, but some people do. Some people are winning contests, and they're like, well, I still created it, even though it was just I typed in a prompt.
1: Yeah, like, no.
0: But then what if you didn't tell people and the art was so good? Well, we could go with the writing, too. Somebody's writing books, maybe. The AI art, uh, the AI generator that he created works so well that it could create
1: whole novels in a voice that he could pretend his, yeah. even though he's not a good writer himself. Because, like, maybe he's, like, a programmer or whatever smarty word but he's always wanted to be a writer like he did this to make money yeah like that's his career is like the programming or whatever you know whatever word you want to use but he wanted to always be a writer you know at heart and then so that's whenever you know but
0: then when they uh, sent it sending it it's gonna either expose him Uh, and become famous itself and he's a nobody or he has to kill it and then he's a nobody Nobody again. Yeah. That's, that's a fun one. Yeah. Now you could do a lot with that. You can, uh, because then also like who's morally right. Well, I guess the AI can't be morally right. So like, okay, is he wrong for doing this initially and he's just getting his comeuppance or. Is he just exposing a loophole that nobody knew about, mm. and he's just doing what he can to create what you know do what he loves that he's not good
1: at? if you could do it right, it'd be one of those good stories where like you and me could read that story, and each one of us could have a different opinion on who was like yeah. who who was who was in the right and who was in the wrong
0: yeah that's that's a fun one to tackle, but that that's all on you I can't yeah, got enough of my workload and I'm I am currently not writing about stuff that takes well, it takes place in modern times, but it's not dealing with robots and. You've been high high into the sci fi stuff, but I'm telling you, yeah, that's an inner because that could work with the literary side too. You can still have fun with the sci fi stuff, mm-hmm. but that goes like probably like that movie Her, which I only watched like half of it, but that was more along the lines of like cinema. Yeah, versus just a fun movie. Uh, but it was also still like a sci fi genre movie, but it was more uh, like there's a lot of, like even Blade Runner, I would say. Even though it's a genre movie, that's cinema. Yeah, Maybe that's oh, yeah. fine art. So
1: especially that newer one, like yeah, with the, especially
0: so. Well, even the original one, just like the the idea, you know, w- what constitutes life. Mm-hmm. Um, just the topics they were touching on. It's just that's the stuff that uh, you know, if you're writing it, that's what would be literary, not necessarily because like Kurt Vonnegut. We talked about he's sci-fi, but easy like you know slaughterhouse five is literary but that's yeah. still it's time
1: travel like, yeah it's super sci-fi it's sci-fi but it's like it's either like it's it's sci-fi with literature themes or it's literature with yeah. thi- sci-fi themes uh
0: i think you could write something like that but again you would have to really uh outline that one probably just yeah. to make sure you get it right and you know where you're going because that's one if you just kind of meander around and oh yeah i'll you, figure out where it goes you're gonna peter out you either peter out or you get lost What's also good about that idea though is you don't have to go into the science of that one. No. Um, it's just he created it. Yeah. It's created it. That's it. V- versus the other one, I feel like you'd have to go into the science of the AI and how it came about and shit. But he if he just created it and you're talking about the writing and Especially like if
1: like you said with the um limited word space yeah. on a lot of these places, like that just be like a good to just cut out just a knot. Mm-hmm. And then and the most that
0: you would have to get into the science is just how it becomes sentient, you know? Uh, which you can bullshit
1: your way to that yeah. plot. That's why plot, it, need, it just needs to happen. So this guy can have a moral dilemma yep. <laughs> as I was like kind of thinking that up. It kind of also like it kind of gave me like a um almost like a Stephen King kind of feel yeah. of like that the weird thing that kind of like comes alive or might be possessed or, or you know what I mean like just that that normal everyday object that now is like the the center of your grief well if we do a little artistic
0: stealing here uh we can steal from the new blade runner or like i said that movie her blade runner had elements of this i forget her name but uh he basically has like a hologram ai that he falls in love with Mm -hmm. as his girlfriend uh hers the same deal it's like i think it's carla johansson yeah as his ai robot computer it's just a handheld thing thing, yeah voice uh but he's in love with it so you could have it where this programmer not only created something that writes books for him, but is a love interest for him. Mm. That adds more of a moral dilemma for him because now that actually adds a cool layer to that. I really like that now I think about it. So now you have the, He loves the, it but hates it. Well, you have the base layer, okay? So he's in love with his creation. Probably because he's a narcissist. That's why he's creating art that's not his. Uh so he has this create art for him. Uh he becomes famous because of it. Uh then it becomes sentient which is what he wants love-wise, because now it can reciprocate his feelings, but then because it's he's going to become jealous of it because it's like, well, that's my art. I'm mm-hmm. putting it out. I'm telling everybody. So now now it goes back to your murder thing. Mm-hmm. We can incorporate that now because if he's in love with this thing and he has to, you know, even if it's just shutting off a button and deletes it or whatever, mm-hmm. how is he going to kill it? Mm-hmm. So it's either he gets exposed or he gets a double whammy of killing it and also still losing his career. Mm-hmm. So he loses his career and his love versus just letting the love take over and then he's just lampoon for the rest of time Is a Milly Vanilli of the writing world. (laughs) Uh, So, I don't know, Spencer. I think that's a hot idea.
1: Yeah. Well, by the time I get done with it, I thought, oh, AI trade will be done. That'll have happened for real multiple (laughs) times. (laughs) Right. That'll happen like thirty times. We just found out that this is what James Patterson has been doing for the past twenty years. James Patterson's been dead for (laughs) twenty years,
0: and that's he's just having a robot write it. His masterclass animatronics. (laughs) I wish I had something I needed brainstorming, but like my story now is pretty tight. Uh, It's coming along well, and uh, I knocked out another chapter of my novel yesterday. So I'm almost. I I did did make a decision on my. uh, I think this is a cool idea. So initially, I just had like there was going to be a hard cut in the middle of the novel where it goes completely off the rails into other fantasy elements. Mm -hmm. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to do that without it just being like ridiculously, ridiculous jarring kind of, kind of thing. So I thought, why don't I not almost like book one, book two. Mm -hmm. So the first half of the book uh, is going to be called life. And then it's going to go on with these characters and their lives and how we get to where we go. And then the second half, because one of the characters dies and ends up in this other world, it's going to be called death. Mm-hmm. And then we deal with that. So that could be just a hard split, and it won't be as jarring because you're like, oh, this is like a new book mm-hmm. or it's a new read, you know. Uh, so I think that that is a good way to handle that. Yeah, and also it's the lazy way to handle that. I don't have to like change the pacing it, or anything.
1: I've read I've read plenty of books, especially like longer books that were like book one, book two, and even book three, some like sometimes. So yeah. So Well uh, that's kinda like how Stephen King did like kinda like the stand because it was like the stuff before the the flu and as people were starting to get sick and then like after like mostly everybody died and then you know, the, the survivors, and like I said, I can't remember if that went into a book three or, or not, but like uh, you know, he's done that with a couple of things.
0: Is it kinda bad I was hoping COVID would have been the stand?
1: Yeah. I mean I thought it was for a minute. I was like, is that how we get to
0: the stand? Uh, but it didn't happen, which I guess is good, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for some people, I guess. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Everybody hates everybody, so nothing's good. Everything's no. bad. And also, sucks. Sucks, oh yeah. And I have a feeling as soon as my book's ready to drop, some catastrophic no, event just- in the world's gonna make it so nobody buys it.
1: Just some bomb goes off somewhere, like, oh, nobody cares about indie writing right now.
0: Probably blow up the fucking publisher. Like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, with your luck.
0: Caleb got a deal with penguin. He's so happy. Penguin's gone. Or somebody fucking buys it. Bill Gates or somebody. Fucking what's Elon Musk. That's who'd buy it. I was gonna uh, say Jeff Bezos, but at least he started with books, so he might like you know, publish it. But uh Elon Musk, I feel like he'd just be like, Book the for nerds and
1: Well, that's a uh, uh, fucking uh Andrew Tate buys it and just fucking yeah, burns
0: he, everything. If he ever gets out of jail, he'll buy it.
1: Isn't one of the publishing houses buying another pu- one of the publishing houses? We talked about houses? this last episode. Did we, we, had, we? Okay. we didn't
0: have the problem. And we talked about this a long time ago where we had all the answers and we both mm. forgot. And I'm not going into it again because I don't well, remember.
1: Cause, well, the reason I just remember that, too, is because uh, I don't know if you sell, like, uh, comicology on Amazon yeah. is, like, going out. So That's that should be interesting. Awesome. That's great.
0: <sighs> anyway, folks, if you want Spencer to write that story fucking let him know yeah you can go to his only fans uh spencer what were you the uh maui muff muncher that is maui <laughs> muff muncher aisle nine maui <laughs> muff muncher uh your Vagistil was at the counter <laughs> sorry uh i was actually thinking of, uh what was that movie me myself and Irene. remember yeah. jim carrey turns and he's like man i don't think it was Vagistil. i think it was some worse named was that was, he's like, you got a little yeast. Like, he's <laughs> making some sourdough. Like, he just went into it. It was real gross. And then, like The lady was there uh, looking at all shit. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you want to check out my work, you go to CalebJamesK.com. I got exciting news possibly coming up. I hope so, so stick around. Uh, keep an eye out. I will post about it if it does come to fruition. Uh, you can also follow us. The podcast at DPW Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and your mama. Oh, on your mama's butt cheek. I got it tattooed. Ooh, saucy. Uh, So, yeah, anyway, thank you for listening. If you want more episodes like this, you can let us know uh give us a five star review on itunes or apple music or whatever it is and any podcast app you use Podbean. i'm just remembering does have a comment section Ooh. that i don't even know how to check let alone <laughs> will check uh so maybe just stick to dms on something or emailing us but i'm not giving you the email because last time i did that we got in trouble <laughs> uh thank you we'll check you next time <laughs>